I'm wondering if it's going to be Joe Biden, the first president to address the United States without saying God bless America, you know? Well, that's a distinct possibility. It is. Which I see it. It's almost sacrilegious when liberals do that. And how do you possibly, well, you know what? Let's not go attacking anybody right now. Let's (laughs) just start. Well, okay. Here's what I'm really fed up with. I'm fed up with people who go to church and cuss like a drunken sailor and cheat everybody they deal with. And then judge everybody else and that's what a lot of democrats do day in and day out a lot of these people do go to church mm-hmm. uh, yeah, now granted, a lot of republicans do too and do the exact same by the way it's apolitical that's a common thing with church a lot of people attend church on sunday and they're going to be right. shocked you know there yeah. are some people who actually attend church that i think are going to be real upset when they wake up after easter you know they're going to find <laughs> out they aren't who they think they are wow but it is I'm tired of these people talking down to us. I'm tired of them lying to us. And you know, more than anything else, Mark, I'm tired of feeling like nobody in the general public is listening. They've given up. I don't want to feel like we are a given up country. It's like for real, man, we have got to be involved and engaged or something bad. Well, something bad has happened. We have the Disney Imagineers that are controlling the Biden white house. That's (laughs) all I can figure. And they use the cocaine because somebody has to be up at three in the morning. Are you saying that Joe Biden is an animatronic character? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Actually, you know what, Mark? He's not. No, he's a broken one. He's one that they've got the the real animatronic somewhere in Disney World. He's the one that works all the time and does a good job. They just took what it is when one of them breaks. They go, okay, go ahead and take this one to the White House and we'll get take, you know, we'll work on that guy for a while. Might explain why King Charles had to lead him around like a toddler the other day, you know, because <laughs> he was broken. Joe Biden has been running. He's been pulled around by a, like a toddler since, you know, he got it. I don't know what got him into politics other than he looked around Delaware. Oh. He, he went on a tour. He hitchhiked the state and he started at nine in the morning and at 11. He went ahead and said, I'm done. And he met everybody and said, hey, well, we need to have, you know what? We have two senators just like everybody else, mm-hmm. even though we're really small and don't have any real power in, in the House. Let's do something in the Senate. Mm-hmm. A vote for me. And yeah. I'm going to lie to you about everything I've ever done. Um, I'm going to lie about my family. I'm going to, this guy has seven grandchildren and ignores one of them because she was born out of wedlock. Mm. Sorry, that ain't cool. Look, yeah. and look, man, I understand. It's not a real pleasant thing to deal with a lot of the time. Um, in, in our world, it's not in the world of Christianity. Cause boy, you get a, somebody knocked up out of marriage and church. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. The parents, you know, get the, you get the cold shoulder. You still get the right foot of fellowship from people for that one. Mm. Uh, but it, it's so funny, Mark. I just don't know anybody that was a virgin when they got married. 
And I think that's sad because I did spend a lot of time in church, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you would think if we were doing our job, if we were being what we're supposed to be anyway, I could on that path all day. I'm just really irked by Biden. He just really yeah. grinds my gears. I couldn't tell. I mean, maybe we should delve deeper into this. How do you really feel? <laughs> no, but I think, you know, what makes me sad, Mark, and, and is that it's going to take somebody. It's going to take somebody getting the zeitgeist of the vote, you know, the ha being that one person like Donald Trump in 2016 mm. yeah. that actually gets, uh, just says the right things that people really can catch on to that people can believe in. Trump is, I don't believe Trump can win because they figured out how to beat him last time. I say they, because in 2016, they were not prepared to cheat enough to win. But by 2020, they knew what they had to do to beat him. Do you think there's another person that has that kind of lightning strength that he had in 2016? I don't think so. I think, uh, I think there are people who fit the comfort zone mold. Like I talked about yesterday. You know, that will make people happy, that say the right things, that make them feel comfortable about their candidacy. Right. And that's who they'll push hard. They'll push those people very, very hard. Right. And they'll make the they'll make a lot of people very happy because they're not as abrasive as Donald Trump was. Right. Right. You know, they're not as offensive as Donald Trump was. Can't believe what he said to oh. Billy, but you know, what's his face on the bus? I can't believe yeah. that. <laughs> okay, fine. You know he what the, hey Mark? He, yeah. I thought that was horrible too. I you know what? I looked when he did that, when that tape came out. Mm -hmm. I really did think that's something that a 12 year old says, you know, trying to impress his little buddies. Yeah. You know, that's not something a mature adult says in the company of other mature adults. I grant granted mm -hmm. we're all idiots. I know that we're guys, right? But I don't know. I don't, I don't hang around with guys that talk like that. I'm, I guess they no. do, but I don't know them. And I know a lot of dudes. I don't know one adult male in my lifetime that ever talked. Like I heard him talk on that tape. I can't mm. shrug it off and just say, oh, uh, you know, that, that was actually a real red flag for me. I didn't yeah. say anything about it at the time because I thought everything about the opposition party is a red flag, you know? Well, welcome to the inside of the entertainment industry. Right. Because oh, yeah. this is this, that, that sort of, uh, high school locker room right. chatter is fairly commonplace in places you and I don't live. Right. Right. You know, we're the average person. Mm. We don't, we don't live and work mm -hmm. in those circles. So that's unusual and bizarre and strange and offensive to us. But considering where he had been in the entertainment industry, working with NBC, doing the different things he'd done, he's talking mm -hmm. with Billy Baldwin, it's Billy Baldwin, right? Yeah. He's talking with them right. on the bus about all this stuff. And he's just being one of the guys that's in the entertainment business talking about uh, groupies and people who throw themselves, women who throw and, themselves at people in power. And see, and, now I, I knew that drill. I, yes. I mean, and I'm not, that's not a foreign concept. Well, mine, right. mine was troubling was the way the, the, um, the lack of tact. Um, mm -hmm. look, we all know, by the way, groupies do exist and yeah. they exist in, they exist in every field where you have somebody that stands up in front of other people and has a microphone in their hand mm. every, and I'm talking about preachers. There are groupies of preachers, which is really yeah, weird. There are. Yeah, there are. And what's really well, weird before we get into Will Hurd, I remember when, uh, um, our buddy, uh, Nathan Park, actually, after he went to the first Marky Mac revival tour way back in the day, mm. and he sat me down and explained a couple of things and he, he, it was a real warning. And he said, you need to be really aware of this. And I'm not kidding. As he was saying it, I thought, wow, 
this dude lives in the right hand corner of the box. You know, he's in a religious corner where the veggie tails are PG, you know? And I thought, well, pushing the edge of the envelope, boy, I'm going to eat some okra just because of that. But anyway, then I, then I saw everything he said came true and I went, Mm -hmm. okay. He knew what he was talking about. Now, granted, I didn't blow him off because I thought, well, what if he's right? You know? Yeah. Right. And then when it did come true, I was, I was shocked. But the fact that, that, that Trump was talking about it was not as surprising as the way he talked Mm. about it. Right. That's what got me. And you're right. I don't, we don't hang around people that talk. I don't, I don't want to hang around dudes like that. I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't hang around dudes like that. Right. I knew people like that in high school. I yeah, did. I, I have known people who talk like that. Yes. But they're not a part of my life. Not right. Today. That's what I realized yeah. as you were saying that. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. Um, yeah. I was being a little shallow there. I, I actually do know them, but I, I don't hang out with them. I didn't, I have never, you know, mm-hmm. right. Oh, I always thought I would get judged by the way they get judged. And I don't, mm-hmm. or, I don't want to be, look, you can judge me all you want. Just know I, that yard stick, you know, yeah. I'll say, look, <laughs> I will say plenty of stupid, offensive things on my own. I don't need any help. <laughs> Hence your campaign slogan. Yes, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Northern Tool and Equipment, home of the Demo Day Power Sale. Yeah, my wife just called me in for dinner, and she used that voice. You know the one? Yes, I do. But I'm right in the middle of something really important. What's that? Doing stuff. Ah, doing stuff. Like Edison inventing the light bulb, that yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, I was blowing holes in a board with my pressure washer. But to your wife, the phrase doing stuff means goofing off. How could I be goofing off? I'm in my garage. Okay, okay. Grab a clutch extended air cutter. I don't have one. Ugh, well, then I guess you should just go set the table. The Demo Day Power Sale at Northern Tool and Equipment, where everything you need to do stuff is 10 to 75% off. I'm just kind of enjoying it, man. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> the Mark and Mac show, and uh, we forgot to mention anything about the website. You know, uh, this the podcasting is a, is a new thing for us as a uh, uh, but it's not new. I mean, we've been around it for forever. Mark's been creating podcasts of our show since before they were called podcasts. Just so you right, know, right? Yeah, yeah. And which is really odd. You have been Mark has been so ahead of the curve, but we didn't know it, and so we could never take advantage of it. Had we known, in <laughs> when, you know, when we were the number one afternoon show in Australia doing mornings in America, you know, <laughs> how weird was that? <laughs> we could have really taken advantage of that, right? But now that yeah. those six people grew up and forgot about us, well, there mm-hmm. you go. Well, All right. Don't forget the website. It's markandmaxshow.com. If you want to get in touch with us, there are contact links there. Our email is there. There's a contact form. You can send us a message. There's also a voice message link where you can actually record a message and send it to us. Um, we don't care if you love us, if you hate us, or what. Go ahead. Let us know what you think. Just go to markandmaxshow.com and, uh, and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, what else? Oh, we're on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter. I, I think I set up an Instagram account that we never use, you know, we need to do that. (laughs) We're all over that stuff. We need to, we need to Instagram cracker it, man. (laughs) I tell you, I'm getting emails now every day from people offering to manage our social media. (laughs) Really? It takes me two minutes a day. What do I want to pay you for? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there you go. 
All right. So, Mark, um, there is a guy. Uh, OK, the moderate. I, I oftentimes think of people who claim to be moderate mm. as people who want to make every uh, make the majority happy, make as many people possible happy. And that means you are lukewarm. If you are a moderate, you can never be really hot and heavy in one way or the other. And the problem with that is, uh, revelation three sixteen. Mm. you know, I'd rather, mm. I, I'd rather you be hot or cold or I'll vomit you out of my mouth, yeah, you know, I'll spit you out. Yeah. Yep. And so I, whenever there is a moderate politician, I have to think, okay, I get it. You know, I get the idea, uh, but you actually do have to take a stand. You can't say, well, that's okay for you, but I'm going to go a different way. Mm. When people ask you, well, where do you stand? You have to vote on this. You have to make right. a decision and you're going to make a decision based on who this individual is for the Supreme court or this right. nominee for this position or whatever you're going to, you cannot please, you can't please everyone. So you got to please yourself kind of thing. Garden party, Rick Nelson, mm. 1972. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> the first hit he'd had in six years. He was actually with the stone Canyon band at the time. <laughs> Go look it up. <laughs> Sorry. We're not trying to hit the post of a song here. Come on. <laughs> uh, I hear that in my head, though. That's the inside baseball. Oh, right man. There. <laughs> Dude. Went to a garden party. Oh, man. They all knew my name. Everybody looked. What was it? Um, we didn't look oh. the same. That's what oh, it was. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Everybody recognized we didn't look the same. All right. Anyway, Mark. We're anyway. looking at Will Hurd today. Will is a right. candidate uh, out of Texas. He was a congressman in Texas, mm -hmm. which it's so funny that um, they can have. I think Texas has 320 uh, congressmen. There's 435 total, 320 are from Texas. Um, <laughs> they have a lot of them. But I did. Mm -hmm. I pulled this one thing, and it was out of Texas the day he announced he was running. And yeah. it was funny because I had, I've heard of him. Okay, I'm not going to say I've never heard of the guy. Right. But, um. You I couldn't, couldn't pick, pick him, him out, out of a lineup. lineup. No, that's right. No, he he kind of looks a little bit like Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees with glasses. You know, that's what he <laughs> kind of reminds me of. Kind of, and, yeah. And anyway, so I remember in the uh, the Texas Tribune, the headline said, "Will Hurd, a moderate Texas Republican and Trump critic, announces run for president, mm. and he will likely be the highest profile Texan to enter the 2024 race, but he'll be an underdog." Yeah. Anybody that's yeah. not Trump is going to be considered an underdog, yeah, but I don't much. think he's, I don't think he's going to win by the way. I, I do not. Well, but, I, if, if you throw your name into the ring and mm -hmm. people say, will who, who? <laughs> <laughs> then odds are you're not going to win, you know, nope. but you're out there. And, uh, <laughs> he's, he's a young guy. He was born in 77. Mm. I mean, wow. He was born after I got out of high school. I mean, wow, dude! <laughs> he was born during the Carter administration, man. Yes, yes, he wow. was. He was born while there were gas lines, which Yikes. which may explain some things. But yeah, he worked for the CIA. He was in That's the CIA cool. for okay. Like now, was he years. like an operative, or was he like an administrator? Was he one of those guys that was like a you know wearing a tuxedo and going out to dinner parties, but he had like a secret gun placed in his fingernail <laughs> or at the end of a pin and was killing <laughs> leaders and stuff like that? And the knife in the toe of his shoe, that sort of yeah. thing. I don't know. Oh. He worked for the CIA from 2000 to 2009. Uh, it says here he was stationed primarily in D.C., but his tour of duty did include being an operations officer in Afghanistan, Pakistan, and in India. How long was he? He's Wow. 
Okay, so they got him right out of college. I know that the FBI and the CIA both recruit right out of college. That's kind of interesting that he basically became CIA operative out of college. Mm -hmm. You know, from about the time he's 23 or so. Yeah. And the reason he got interested in politics is because one of his jobs was briefing members of Congress. That got him interested in politics. Yeah. I went back to Texas after his CIA service and worked as a partner with uh, Crumpton Group LLC, a strategic advisory firm. (laughs) That's consultants to you and me. That's what. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those who you know how we feel about consultants. Uh. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And then he was a senior advisor with Fusion X, a cybersecurity firm. He's known, uh, let's see, let's skip down here. He's, uh, one, he was one of seven Republicans to break with the Trump administration position and vote with Democrats to end a government shutdown. Um, honestly, the government shutdowns make us all safer. So mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why he did that. Um, he spoke out against Trump's 2017 executive order to build a wall on the southern border. He said it was third century, a third century solution to a 21st century problem. And the most expensive and least effective way to secure a border. Really? He wanted, yeah, he wanted to, um, uh, to empower the border patrol with the, on the ground with the resources they need. And they wanted to, he wanted to use a mix of technology. So he's an idiot. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know that in my backyard, Mark, um, I've yeah. lived in a house that did have a, a fenced in backyard and I've lived at one that doesn't. Right. Um, after living in the one that did, didn't have a fence, mm-hmm. I either built a fence or bought a home with a fence. So, right. The, and well, the reason is real simple. You keep things out. If I, if my gate is open, I have, I have stray animals in the backyard. If my gate mm, is open. So right. I keep the gate closed. And by the way, the gate is attached to a fence that goes around my property. I think his phrasing is interesting. A third century solution to a 21st century problem. It's not a 21st century problem. We just happen to live in the 21st century yeah. and we're having a third century problem during yeah. the 21st century because they're coming over the border because there's not a pl- nothing there to stop them from coming over the border. Well, you know, you just walls. FYI, back in the day, um, if you go back and, and want to spend some time on the 1980 election cycle when uh, Reagan um, was running against another CIA guy, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, trying to get yeah. the nomination for the Republican mm-hmm. Party. Uh, before Herbert Walker Bush, you know, became an ally of Reagan's and sat BP for eight years and then four years of read my lips, no new taxes. <laughs> but, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush was the head spook. He was head of the CIA hmm. back in 77. Said, when, when this guy was born, okay, George right. Herbert Walker Bush anyway, but it was, uh, Bush was and Reagan in, uh, a, I'm trying to remember, I think it was in Houston, Texas, but I'll have to look back. It, they had a debate and they talked about the border. Uh, they got to remember Reagan and Bush, both from, well, as adults living in border states, Reagan mm-hmm. in California, right. Bush yeah. in Texas, and they both had a much more liberal opinion about the border than we have now. They both, mm-hmm. and you're talking about 50 years ago, uh, well, 40 years ago anyway. Wow. 43 years ago. Anyway, so they both were like, well, look, man, you know what? We need to make it better. We need to make it easier for people that want to come from Mexico and work here and go back and forth, you know, and I disagreed with that then. Um, it was a legitimate solution if you don't want to build a fence, yeah. but I still don't understand why we can't build my fence. My fence doesn't require electrical fencing. My fence doesn't require a real fence. My fence is a virtual fence. Ah. Every time back in the day, Mark, you know, when you go to a mall, those malls were, um, really cool places to shop, but it was all indoors. So mm-hmm. that if you wanted to go to like a, uh, well, electronics store, 
you didn't park in a parking lot and then run in the rain or the heat and run to the store and then go, oh, yeah, I need to go over and pick up some slacks over at JCPenney and I need to go and get, mm -hmm. I'm actually hungry. I could use some pizza from Sparrow. And you know what? Just for fun, I need to pick up a gag gift at Spencer's. I didn't have to go back out of my car and drive. You right. just walk the mall in peace mm -hmm. and comfort. Love mm -hmm. that. But back in the day when we had malls, you would walk into a store and they needed to know when somebody new walked in because there was constant traffic. Right. And sometimes they had this little laser light down there. And as you <laughs> broke it with your leg, it'd go bing bong. Yep. Bing bong. When somebody would walk in the store. Yeah. All right. You take that to the Dave natural progression to the border and you set up bing bong lines all along the border. You have a three-step process, okay? And we take it from our side, from right where the United States of America begins in Texas, you know, right there at the border. We draw, we put up a fence with a sign, and that sign is in multiple languages. Pick it. I don't care if you have 100 languages, 100 signs, but it tells them, this is the United States of America. Mm -hmm. If you're not a citizen, do not cross. Go back where you came from and come in legally, and then here's the address or the phone number to call, you know, to find out about getting in legally. And 25 yards inland, you have another sign. You are now legally in the United States of America. If you cross this line, there will be sorry. You will be sorry. There will be repercussions. Um, the next 50 yards have landmines and it's patrolled by drones. And so you have the first one, then 25 yards. The second one, the second fence is saying you've already broken the law. Okay. And we know you, but we're going to give you a chance. Not going to kill you. You're not an invader yet. We're going to get. And so the next one, now you got 50 yards from the second fence to the third fence. That's a 50-yard battle zone. It's I don't know if we have landmines there or not. I just know this. We're going to use drones 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're going to patrol the border, and they're going to have laser sights, and we're going to have dudes that were born in 1977 that are great at gaming. You know, They grew up with a... a <laughs> and they're going to be operating the drones, and when the drones pick up, they get a heat signature on somebody in that 50-yard zone, you're going to blow them up. That's hmm. because they are invaders. If we treat people right. who come in here illegally are going to hurt us, you treat them as invaders, you kill them. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. They got two warnings, Mark. You got yeah. two warnings that we will kill you if you are breaking. We are going to consider you an army of invaders because it is. You've got millions. We've got probably 30 or 40 million people here illegally. Try mm -hmm. to get in this country legally. It's tough. It's right. tough to get in here legally. And all you got to do is watch 90 Day Fiance. See how tough it is for these people that act like 12 year olds who've never been in a relationship before. And they have this love of their life living in a foreign country. They want to bring them here and they got to go the K one visa route. I just mm -hmm. keep thinking if you really love them and they really want to come here, just fly to Matamoros, fight Tijuana and walk, you know, you have, <laughs> my gosh, nobody's going to stop with you. The crowd. Yes. Yeah. You're the idiot for waiting and spend. Oh, it's so expensive to do it really well. Do what everybody else does until you have, until the Dave solution is in play, Mark, Mm -hmm. I mean, there isn't a better solution and mine is affordable. Mine is yeah. real affordable. I mean, cause you know, blowing people up, it, it, believe me, you do that to a couple of people, word spreads fast, you know? <laughs> well, that might be the high tech solution. There to, you go. To the problem. It might be. Well, then now, if you I added blue his, added, his third century, <laughs> that's right. Yes. You add trenches filled with water and sharks with freaking lasers on their heads and i'm in you know <laughs> now that sounds like a movie <laughs> well, i think my plan would work but that's just me. i think it would i think it would but uh let's see there's another category about this guy uh we're talking about will hurd the uh the guy from texas who's running <laughs> as as a republican well um, there are 
There are 27. Uh, no, <laughs> how many? How many are one, two, three, <laughs> We've lost count of them. Yeah, there's so many of them. And there are people that are in the mix who haven't yeah. actually declared as well. Right. We'll probably touch on some of them as well along the way. Allegheny College gave um, the 2018 prize for civility in public life to Will Hurd and Beto O'Rourke. Now, if you know Beto O'Rourke, you know you shouldn't, you really shouldn't aspire to be listed alongside him with in any context. But Will Hurd was in March 2017 facing snowstorm induced flight cancellations. Hurd and O'Rourke both stuck in San Antonio, needed to get back to Washington for a house vote. They rented a car and embarked on a 1600 mile drive that they captured on Facebook Live. Hurd and O'Rourke worked together on legislation subsequent to the road trip. In 2019, Heard was one of eight House Republicans who voted in favor of the Equality Act, which would provide federal non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ Americans. So he is known for being a bipartisan operator uh, in our government. And you and I both know that what bipartisanship actually means is shut up and do what the Democrats want. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they're going to make your life a living hell. That's what yep. bipartisanship is. Mm. That's that you're right. And the sad part is you, you've got to stand for something or you fall for anything. And moderates mm -hmm. don't stand for anything. They, they yeah. go where the wind blows and they seek to be popular. And I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. You can be popular in high school. You know, we have mm -hmm. a most popular, but after that, the li life is about content of your life. And at the end of mm -hmm. it, what are you going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I, and anytime we see somebody working in a bipartisan manner, mm -hmm. um, well, you know who comes to mind for me is is uh, Lindsey Graham. He comes to mind, and every time I think about him, I get this bad taste in my mouth. Like ah, I need to rinse my mouth out. I've just said the man's name. I need to, pardon me while I get some coffee. But people like him who brag about working with people across the aisle, when in truth, what's happening is they're sitting down with somebody from the Democrat Party who just browbeats them until they give in to whatever they want. And that's really what it amounts to. That's you know, your bipartisanship for you. It's just sad. But the reality too is, um, you know, her, he, we haven't said this yet, but it does bear repeat it, putting out there. Hurt is the only, was the only black Republican in the house of representatives when he retired, you know, mm. um, in 2019, this is a young man retired from yeah. the house. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know it, the whole never Trumper thing. Um, it's kind of mm. like a, when a super group gets so popular, like the Bee Gees in the 70s, you know, people forget the Bee Gees had a great career in the 60s, had a number of hits. But then for about four years, they went away, didn't have a hit, couldn't buy a mm. hit. And they kind of changed their tune, put two albums out nobody bought. And then they put out Jive Talking. They, yeah. they were so out of step with the music business that they didn't put the <laughs> Bee Gees name on the label when they released the song. They just put yeah. it out there in stations went, oh, this is great. And then they said, that's the Bee Gees. Well, You're the same right. thing is going to happen here. When Trump was running, he was kind of like the Bee Gees in the 60s. And all of a sudden, he got real big and was good. And then once he got in there, it was a constant battering ram. He still got a lot of things done. But some of his shenanigans were very reminiscent of being Benito Mussolini, you know, standing up uh, and talking to the people and making really wild gestures and saying crazy stuff. And if it's all an act, that's one thing. But I think he bought into it. And uh, I just, I look at it now and I think we're now in the post seventies Bee Gees era with Trump. Yeah. He still has followers. He still has a lot of people that like him, but he's not going to get on the radio because 
we, we just can't stand any more Saturday night fever. You know, it's just, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They've been around for 20 years. He's going to have to, now it's time to him to step back from the spotlight and help somebody mm. else achieve what he wants in the world of politics. That's what's right. got to happen next. That's what the Bee Gees did after they couldn't buy a hit on the radio. You know what they, they wrote islands in the stream for Dolly and Kenny heartbreaker for Dionne Warwick and a host of others. You know, they Barry contributed, actually worked with Barbara Streisand on guilty. I mean, mm. I'm pointing that out that there are other things that happen after you're out of that big spotlight. And that's right. what Donald Trump, if he cares about this country and the future, that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to walk away as the elder statesman who had four years. He was really good, did some fun stuff, because I think now he is the media has ripped him up. The Democrats, the Republicans have ripped him up because he doesn't play nice. And I just don't see it turning out well. And so mm. I look at a guy like Will Hurd and I think, is this the guy that could be And I'm saying no, absolutely not? No. Because really all he has is kind of like the people who, after the Bee Gees had five of the top 10 songs in the country, the only thing you can say about them that's interesting Hey, I don't like them. And that's what Will Hurt is. I, I don't like him. I'm, not, I, I'm a non-Trumper. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm working with Beto O'Rourke. Even though nobody wants to vote for him for anything, I'm going right. to partner with him and ride to, you know. Come on, dude. Right. It's yeah. planes, trains, and automobiles. You're, you know what? Your PR people told you this would be a really cool thing to do. Mm. Well, Reality is you could, could have driven four hours to a different uh, freaking airport and you could have flown from there. <laughs> Didn't well, have to drive 16 hours, Mark. Well, there was no, there 1,600 miles. Every, there were flights out everywhere. That was the issue. But I, uh, I don't see I don't see Trump doing anything you just said. No, I don't, I don't either. Happening. Period. It's not going to happen. And mainly because he, the way he sees it, and I think you and I both see it, was that he lost the election not because he was fairly voted out. Yep. It was because some shenanigans went on, mm -hmm. and he wants he wants his pound of flesh. Right. And I think I, a lot of I, Americans I, do too. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people realize what really happened because they saw what we all saw. Mm -hmm. It was mobs of people showing up to vote. And, yeah. and all of a sudden in the middle of the night, the guy who was behind was no longer behind. Right. And, and that's uh, where I agree with you yeah. and you're dead on right. But yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, okay, but who's the guy that can beat Trump? Is there anyone on this? Is, is Will heard the guy that no. could actually go toe to toe with Donald Trump speaking no. on the issues that people like you and me care about. And actually he's going to stand that he would look like, wow, I'm trying to think of them. You know what? You know how bacon is after it, when it's cooked really crispy and it stands right up, you hold it up. It's like a number one. Oh yeah. But you know, a piece of bacon that hadn't been cooked, it ain't going to stand up like that. He would nope. look, he, Trump would be the bacon <laughs> that was cooked and we're all hurt as the You're guy right. that's not. You're right. Absolutely that's what he'd look right. like. It'll be interesting going through all of these people that we're going to be talking about and using that comparison, which one yeah. of them could stand up to him and beat him. Yeah. And I don't, I, I really don't see, I don't see anybody on either side who could beat him in a fair and square match. I really don't so far, but, but we it, haven't been seeing fair and square elections right. the last few times, you know, could Will Hurd beat Joe Biden? Um, no, there you go. I don't think so. So I guess because, next week move on to Francis I mean, Suarez. <laughs> listen, we're talking we're talking about okay, Joe Biden who campaigned yeah. from his basement, <laughs> who did video, who who teleprompted his, everything, mm -hmm. all of his interviews. I mean, we actually have we have video of the reflection of his teleprompter behind him in some things, right? Yeah. So he you could see he was he was 
answering pre-scripted questions from the press. He was, mm -hmm. he never really went out in public. And when he did, there was a dozen people there and they were in, remember the, remember the pictures of the little white circles with the chairs in them where they're all spaced out. They got maybe a dozen, two dozen people at, a, at an appearance and he's on his stage so far away from them. You have to use binoculars to see him, you know, <laughs> that's how he campaigned. Yeah. And then you've got the other guy with stadiums full of people coming to see him and he lost. <laughs> Is Will Hurd going to beat that? Right. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but Will Hurd is interesting, though, being yeah. a moderate, okay? Because being a moderate worked for John McCain for a long time. It helped him survive. But if you notice, John McCain survived for a long time, but never was. Uh, I mean, he won the nomination in 2008, but it was kind of like, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It was kind of like, eh, well, you know, we're not going to win anyway. So, right. Oh, yeah. Let's, it was kind of like, um, kind of like in 96 when they finally said, oh, let Bob Dole have it. Come on. Just, That's right. We're not going to well, win. Gotta, we got to throw somebody in the wood chipper. Yeah. Who can go? Let's get McCain. Yeah. And that's, and, <laughs> and the thing is, is John McCain, all, when he brought Sarah Palin on, that almost mm -hmm. have, that almost was enough to win, you know? It almost was. She Golly, was she almost is. enough. And then, of course, you saw what they did to her. They just, they oh. just demonized her. Yeah. Just it's so horrible. And, of course, they demonized him as well. Yeah. I mean, he was loved. A guy, he was so beloved by everybody. Everybody loved John yep. McCain. He works across the aisle. He helps people. He does. The, he, he's, yeah. he's one of these guys. He's a team player. Right. We all love John McCain. He was invited on The View. He was invited on all these yep. different shows. Everybody loved John McCain until he ran for president. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, John McCain actually has horns. He files down at night so people don't see him in the daytime. Oh, my God. <laughs> he you know, they did puppies. The, you know? And they did the same thing to Trump. Trump <laughs> yeah, was their buddy, too. He was. Wow. So Mark, when we look at this and, and I, I, I'm glad we're doing this because I do think it's important to know who the, who the individuals are that are running. And I think it helps us to, I, okay, we probably will not have to mention Will Hurt again until the day he officially drops out and throws his support to, you know, whoever, right. whoever um, and, the GOP candidate is. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that'll be 300 people, you know, and there won't, you know, there won't be a lot of money. I mean, but <laughs> I wonder what he's bucking for. You know, is he going to worm his way back? I don't know. I don't know what he wants, mm. but it's kind of interesting to me that when you have somebody like a Will Hurd that has made it as a moderate, which I can see happening in Texas in the, you know, he was in the biggest, his district was the biggest in Texas and it was a border mm. district. Yeah. Um, I could see him having, cause you, you pretty much have to be different about if you look, if you're campaigning and two thirds of the people that are going to vote for you are illegal aliens that came across the border <laughs> illegally and they're voting for you. Yeah. You better you're be in the, pro you're in the wrong party. That's yeah. all I could say. You, unless you can sell them a bill of goods that I'm with you gang. I'm, I'm all for you. And you know, that's just politics as it is. So yeah. we'll see. But again, yeah, I, we'll you know, see. he's a, a young fella and, uh, he is, uh, just FYI. He is, uh, I guess he, I didn't think he was African-American by the pictures. You know, he doesn't look like a black man, but they first black man to, you know, yeah. um, youngest black. Uh, what, and I'm wondering when that's going to be used against him. Cause usually, by the mm -hmm. way, the Democrats, Democrats say the most racist things. Okay. Oh, they do. Um, yeah. They call out like Tim Scott from South Carolina. You know, he's a Republican right. and black. And yeah. it's like the Democrats and liberal media people, they just totally blast. They're like, how can a black person be a Republican? Well, you mm -hmm. know what gang? The Democrats were the ones that put on the sheets in the 1870s and right. went and overthrew, 
you know, took on Ulysses S. Grant during his second term of office, went all through the House, went to the capitals of each state, and ran the Republicans out of town on a rail. And physically and violently took over the state capitol, kicked all the black people. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but after the Civil War, black people had the right to vote. They did yeah. vote. And there were a lot of yeah. black people serving in Congress. Okay? Yes, they were. But the Democrats went down to the South and kicked them all out violently and then blamed it on Republicans. You know, mm-hmm. now... That's what they, so how I'm thinking, how could any black person be a Democrat based yeah. on the history? Right. And, gets me and don't give me, Mark, you know, what, the, about, the Democrats, ahead. the Democrats now are like the Republicans back then. The Republicans back then are like the Democrats now. That's what they say. Oh, yeah. that's it's a the lie. Big switch. Yeah. That's yeah. the big switch, which, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you believe that the, the party switched uh, platforms, basically at some point, all of those people, the Dixiecrats, those people. All but one of them died as lifelong Democrats. Oh, they didn't switch parties. Right. One person did. Only one. Out of all of those people, go do your homework instead of yeah. just believing what they're telling you. you know, and by they, the way, when when they when they'll call somebody like Tim Scott a white supremacist, a uh, black man, a white yeah. supremacist, you know you're dealing with a party full of uh, either insane people or bald faced liars. Yeah. And I think it's a combination of both, actually. <laughs> Impeach 45. Impeach 45. Do you need an acronym? There's no better place than the Acronym Superstore. For years, government bureaucrats, entertainment entities, and lazy typists have depended on the Acronym Superstore for all of their acronym needs. AA, AAA, U2, JLO, ELO, ELP. We named them here. ER, CSI, C-SPAN, Star Trek TNG. We did those. For years, people struggled with the ungainly, thank God it's Friday. Today, it's TGIF, thanks to the Acronym Superstore. Our helpful experts are behind some of the most popular acronyms today. FYI, AI. BFD, SBD, LOL, ROF, the acronym Superstore. We named eBay. Don't DIY. For a catchy, memorable acronym, come to the acronym Superstore. Acronym Superstore. Come in ASAP. TTFN. Is that you playing guitar? (laughs) Yeah, actually. (laughs) Welcome back into the uh, Mark and Mac Show podcast. It's uh, good to have you with us today. Um, you can go check us out online, markandmaxshow.com. All the connection stuff's on there, the social media stuff from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, we're... <sighs> I actually I signed to onto Threads the other day, the new one from uh, from uh, the Facebook, Instagram people. They have their yeah. own clone of Twitter now. Really? And I went and looked at it and thought, I, I just kind of skimmed huh. through it to read right. what it was like, what it was starting to look like. Uh-huh. And it's exactly like Twitter was before Elon Musk bought it. Really? Which means that if you're a conservative, oh. they, they're going to put you in jail just for stating that you're a conservative. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's really pretty sad. It, it is so sad. Again, I I do not. I do not subscribe to the ideology that if I disagree with you, you can't talk. And anybody that does is actually a fascist. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And they project it onto the Republicans and conservatives and Christians. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, whenever they get into the uh, uh, labeling us conservative people, uh, Christian people, when they label us, um, they always throw in the LGBTQIA stuff. You know, they just, yeah. they're haters for haters. And I'm thinking, you know, they always skip when they're lambasting us. <laughs> they never put the Muslims in there. The Muslims are no. still throwing gay people yeah. off bridges. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I just, I look at that and I think if people, how can people be so intellectually lazy, Mark, to not open their eyes and look for the truth? And I will tell you, mm. sometimes it's better to keep the truth to yourself, share it with your friends because they will start looking at your stuff. And if you mm. don't think the government knows everything you're doing, open oh. your eyes and realize that they know every time you touch your keyboard, everything you say on your phone, everything you text, everything you, they know. What they're looking for, I don't know, but they're looking for something they can use against you later on in life, I'm sure. So, I think that's who what do we look for? Yeah. Oh, okay. Something they can use against you. Yeah. Just that's in case you run for does. president. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when your government treats the people like the, the citizens are like the enemy, yeah. they want it, the first thing they do is take away the guns and then they mm -hmm. get everybody being really divisive. So we all hate one another on mm -hmm. basic things like the color of our skin. And the thing is, the young people today, I'm, it's happening more and more in very liberal areas where we have um, young black people that are being raised, uh, being told and lied to about many things, but they're yeah. actually in places voting for their own. They're voting to segregate. We yes. want this cafeteria to be for only black people. White yeah. people are not allowed here. White people are not yeah. allowed in our committee. White people are not allowed in our group, not in our club, not in our. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, friends. There are people back in the 40s that were hanging up signs. Whites only, you know, yeah, whites yeah. only pies. And yeah. they're laughing because they knew that once the liberals got the, you know, wanted to get the fight going and have people pitted against one another, they would use that most basic of things. And mm. it's sad. It is very sad, it but that's sad. the Democrat. It's a Democrat ideology. And they laugh, mm. by the way, they are the most racist people in the world. They laugh mm. every time a black person votes for them because they know yeah. they've been had. Yeah. And the sad reality is, the preachers who put bands full of people and take them into town oh. to vote. Oh, the scammers. Yeah. Oh my word. But anyway, yeah. um, we'll deal with those scammers later. Just look at Joe yes, Biden yeah. and <laughs> chief scammer of all. <laughs> so we did. Will heard today. Tell your friends. Yep. Um, that, and the reason is Mark will heard deserves a day in the mm -hmm. presidential True. election cycle to talk about. He yep. probably will never be on the main stage of the debates. This will be the last time you actually hear us talking about him. Right. Um, until we again, will her dropped out today? Unless he, yeah, unless he pops up in the news for some reason. That's that's about it. Which he probably won't, like you said, until he drops out. So tomorrow is it going to be Francis Suarez, Doug Burgum, um, <laughs> who who who, <laughs> Perry Johnson? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell you, we'll we'll spin the wheel of candidates and come up with one for tomorrow <laughs> because there's so many to choose from. <laughs> I thought I had Doug Burgum's baseball card in 1979, but that was somebody else. <laughs> it was a rookie card. Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Hallelujah.